Hey guys, it's me again, man. Um, it's been a really long time since I have done this. Uh, I don't know why I stopped. Um, honestly, it was probably just—I don't know. It's probably just the adversary trying to keep me from improving and progressing through sharing my experiences, my personal spiritual experiences with people. Um, it's been a it's been a really interesting week. It's been pretty hard. Um, there's been some things uh, that I've experienced or things that have happened that have kind of taken me out of my you know my zone I was in, so to speak. Um, but uh, with that being said, um, my wonderful mother-in-law actually was the one who. Uh, mentioned to my wife that uh, she misses me doing this. And uh, and then I thought about it a little bit, and I realized that I really miss it too. Uh, I miss the feeling that I get from sharing my testimony. And um, with that being said, uh, I think I'm just going to make this a one-time-a-week thing. So uh, I, I'm planning on Friday nights um, to be, you know, the time for my eternal truth. Um, hope you guys you know, stick with it. <laughs> Hopefully I can stick with it. Uh, I plan on uh, doing it uh, once a week now. So uh, yeah, it'll be kind of a compilation of all of my weekly things that have happened. Um, first off, uh, I guess uh, I just want to express my gratitude for my life. My life is fantastic. Um, it's great. It is blessed. It's enriching. Um, it's amazing. I, I feel so lucky and blessed every single day uh, to wake up and to go to a job that is fulfilling, is meaningful to me. It, it, it's something that I have always wanted to do since I've had the change of heart that I did when I was, you know, a teenager. Um, I'm working with uh, troubled youth now, kids that have behavior issues and kind of like this is kind of like the last stop before they head to, you know, juvenile detention or even jail or prison in some cases. Um, It's really rewarding to build a friendship, but also a professional relationship with these kids or these students. Um, I've seen their trust in me grow tremendously uh, as I've recently shared my story. You know, things that I've been through in my life, things that were really hard for me to deal with. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but I actually stayed in a residential treatment center um, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, um, it was a, a place of, uh, a lot of, um, contempt on my end at that point. Um, those of you who don't know, I, I did used to struggle with, uh, self-harm tendencies, um, because I didn't really care about myself. I didn't hold myself in high esteem or high regard. 
I didn't appreciate or respect myself. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have any hope really for for myself. Um, so, you know, looking back, uh, it was a hard experience, but staying in that treatment center was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, I remember vividly just um, being unable to sleep at nights that I was there, even through uh, the medication that I was on. It was very heavy sleeping medication, almost like a sedative. And uh, they were pretty stunned with how strong my willpower was, even then, um, in a negative way, I guess, is what I used to use my willpower for. I was as stubborn as a freaking ox in a mire, man. Like, I I, I was so <laughs> uncooperative. I was so difficult. And I was just, I was just a punk, man. Like, straight up, I was just a punk. And uh, looking back on that is, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, not fun. It's kind of funny, you know, just to see where, how far I've come through the gospel and through my life experiences. But, um, you know, I really appreciate that experience that I had at that treatment center as horrible and awful. And as much as I hated it, as much as I despised the experience itself, it took me a little while to even forgive my mom for having me committed. But, uh, I was able in time shortly after that to, you know, see that she was doing it because she loved me and she cared about me and she was concerned for me and my safety. Uh, you know, she had already lost so much in her life and uh, she didn't want to lose me. And I, I'm grateful she made that decision to have me uh, committed to that treatment center. Um, I'm grateful that happened because now I can be straight up. I can be real with these kids who are going through a very similar experience that I did when I was a kid, you know, a lot of the staff there or uh, a lot of the people there, they always profess, or sorry, um, the kids, the students always profess that these staff have no idea what they went through or no idea what they're feeling or what they're experiencing. And, um, you know, as as soon as they started using that argument against me, I was immediately able to shut it down and just be like, you know what, you're wrong. You know, I've gone through those things. Like I've experienced what it's like to be in a treatment center, to have to follow a regiment and a program that you absolutely hate, something that you don't see why you need it in your life. You don't see why you need to follow the program. You don't see why you need to be an active participant in the program or why it's even there. Um, I was there. I'm grateful that I was there in a place like that, that I could level with them and I could say, you know what, I understand what you're going through because I've been through it myself. I just can't count how many times my trials and the hardships that I've experienced in my life that I've been able to turn around and use those experiences to help people see a light in the darkness, to help people see that, you know what, there is hope. There, There is always hope, no matter how far you think you've strayed from the path and no matter how downtrodden, no matter how depressed or anxious or just no matter what you think of yourself, how 
horribly you think of yourself, how low your self-esteem is. Um, I've been in the very deepest pit, and that was a real thing for me. Um, I got out of it. It wasn't me. I don't take credit for getting out of that mindset and getting out of that headspace. Um, I know that that was divine intervention on my behalf. I feel very fortunate and very blessed that I was given the opportunity to have the spiritual experience that I did. You know, my come to Jesus moment, so to speak. It sounds corny. It sounds, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it sounds however it sounds, but that's what it was for me. Um, I know that if we follow Jesus Christ, that he can give us rest. He can give us peace and he can give us pieces back um, that we thought we have lost forever of ourselves, of who we are, of our happiness, of our joy. I know that Christ can restore all of that, that he will, um, that all we have to do is ask him humbly, earnestly, honestly, with the intent to do what he says. Um, I'm a witness of that. Uh, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my hardships. I'm grateful for every single thing that I've experienced. I know that it had a divine design uh, for me at the time that I went through those things. And uh, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Uh, one of the students I, I talked to, uh, he asked me a really profound question. But, um, you know, he asked me, you know, what if you didn't have the childhood that you experienced? Like, what if you had, you know, not just one parent who, you know, loved you in word and in deed and in action, but two loving parents? Um, you know, I know that my father loves me in, in a very unique and different way, but uh, it was manifested in a very different way uh, to me as a child. It wasn't love, you know, it was... Uh, it was something else. But uh, anyways, this student really wisely asked me, you know, like, what, what, what would you be like if you didn't go through the hard things you did? Like, if your dad wasn't an alcoholic, you know, if your dad didn't go to prison, like, if you got to keep living the life that you did. And I thought about it for a second. And, um, the only answer, the one word answer that really summed it up was, I think I'd be ignorant. Uh, I think I'd be unknowing of the world. I think I would be lost and um, unable to understand the workings of the world, uh, the way that people think and act, why they do the things they do. Um, I would be ignorant of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, those trials, those hardships, they gave me uh, something to give to Christ, something to place on his altar, on that sacrificial altar, um, to relinquish something to something that I had to give away before I could get more. Um, I know that we have all had experiences and hardships in our lives. I know that I'm not the only one. I know that there are many people enduring those things as I speak. Uh, but I do know that those things can be made to ultimately benefit us more than anything else, anything else ever would. 
uh, if we have that perspective. Um, you know, when we have trials and when we have hardships, uh, instead of asking or saying, you know, why me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, just look at it in a different way. You know, what can I learn from this? Like, what am I lacking that I need to grow in through this experience, through this hardship, through this trial? Um, I wouldn't have never, I, I don't think I ever would have been humbled truly uh, into the depths or into the dust of repentance if it wasn't for my past, my uh, my trauma, you know, the, the things that I went through as a, as a kid, the things I saw happen to people I love, um, none of, I, I wouldn't be who I am today without those things. And that's what I told him. Um, I'd probably be a spoiled, entitled person. I probably wouldn't know what the meaning or the value of hard work is or, you know, how fulfilling it truly is to be a provider or to help provide for a family. Um, I know I could have done, I could have been a better son for sure to my mom in the midst of her trials and her hardships. Um, you know, going back, that's one of the only regrets I have. I wish I could have been a better son. I wish I could have been a better brother. Um, those are some of the things, the only things that I regret. Um, but I know we all have hardships. We all have trials. It's up to us how those things are going to impact us or affect us. We can play a victim. We can be a victim of our circumstances or we can, you know, choose to rise above those things, to succeed in our lives despite those things, even succeed in our lives because of those experiences that we have, uh, those really hard things that we go through. Um but I guess that's what's been on my mind this week as uh, I've been able to use my experiences and my story to help others gain a more eternal perspective um, of life as itself or of, of their lives, you know, things that maybe have led them to where they're at and how they ended up in this treatment center. Um, you know, it, it, it's not the end, uh, I think. Uh, I was used as an instrument in God's hands to help them gain that perspective from someone who's personally walked in those shoes, uh, walked in the steps that they're taking right now to improve, to take treatment, to become better, to, you know, one day be released, you know, into the world where they can contribute and be productive and positive citizens of our country uh, because, you know, Lord knows that we need that positivity and we need uh, strong citizenship to combat the, you know, the perilous times that our country is experiencing. Um, I, uh, I just want to add or leave one more thing, uh, I guess, food for thought. Um, I think that... God truly does give his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, whether those people see themselves as soldiers or warriors uh, in God's army or not. Um, the people who have the most potential in the world to do good are those who have done the very worst of things. 
um, who have experienced the complete, you know, and utter darkness that the world has to offer. Uh, worldly things, drugs, alcohol, addictions, pornography, uh, assault, you name it. People who have the most potential to do good are people who have seen the very worst that humankind has to offer. Um, that's what I told this student in this particular talk I had. Uh, I believe that these kids in these treatment centers have some of the greatest potential to be, you know, doers of good and perpetuators of positivity into the world for generations to come. Uh, other teenagers, they don't have to deal with some of the things that these kids do. They don't have to be on constant watch and guard and lock and key and they don't need constant supervision. They don't need these rigorous rules to govern themselves. But at the same time, I think that these kids are getting a taste of real life before it happens. And they're going to have the experience. They're going to have that street smarts. They're going to have the know-how on how to deal with really, really hard situations because it's not easy in those treatment centers. As staff, we do our best we can to make it accommodating and make it, um, you know, uh, not not a negative experience, but something that is growth, uh, something that is an opportunity to learn and experience something better than what they've uh, been predisposed to through the lives that they've led. Um, but I know that these, these people, these kids, these students, uh, really anywhere and everywhere, uh, people who have the most potential to do good are people who have witnessed and been subjected to the very worst that life has to offer. Um, if you've been through hard things in your life, uh, I'm sure we all have. Just take comfort in knowing that God knows that you can do it. Uh, he trusts you that you can overcome those things, that you can use those things to benefit or bless the life of someone else. Um, next time you think of a hard thing you've had and maybe feel bitterness or hatred or resent or anger, uh, just remember that there is always someone who is more bitter, uh, has more hatred, and who is angrier than you are about what has happened to them in their life. Uh, you can be that light. You can be that guide for them to use those experiences to build themselves and others around them up instead of letting it tear them down. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for being patient with me. It's been a while since I've done this. I think 20 minutes is pretty okay for, you know, a weekly podcast kind of thing. Uh, but thanks again for tuning in. This has been My Eternal Truth. Uh, I love you guys. I hope you stay safe. Um, Treat one another kind. Treat each other with respect. Um, you just never know what your act of kindness or your prompting to reach out to somebody is going to do for that person. It could be the best thing that ever happens to them that week, and you'll just never know. I uh, love you guys. I uh, hope you take care of yourselves, and I will see you next Friday night. All right. Bye.